0: Welcome into the Six One Five Sessions podcast on this Thursday afternoon. Lovely to have you guys in for another episode. We got the Hall of Famer Teresa Walker of the Associated Press is spending her time here with us. Always a pleasure to have you, T.
1: It's my pleasure to join you, Buck, and and because you know it's been a minute since I picked on you, so it's always good to join you and, and try to figure out another new way to. Uh, you know, just kind of jab the needle a little bit. I can't help it.
0: I'm sorry. Like what you, you, you're demanding a regular appearance for no other reason than to talk shit to me. Is that a bad thing? No, but I mean, it's good for the audience. I guess I don't necessarily love it. But I well, guess hey, for people's entertainment, I'll make it happen.
1: Well, that's the thing; it's getting tougher to pick on you because one, I mean, I mean, gosh, you've gotten as skinny, almost as skinny as I have. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're both way thinner than we were a year ago, yes, and uh, we're so we're healthier. You're 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 doing things a little better most of the time. I mean, I I I'd, I'd have to look. I'll be honest. So, uh, oh darn, that almost comes close to a compliment. I got to stop that.
0: Bert will literally take you off the podcast if you continue to gas me up. There's nothing that bothers either of the people that work on this show more than uh, compliments for me. But either way, Teresa Walker is not here to compliment me, although she might make fun of me from time to time. We are here to talk about uh, Titans training camp. It's uh, for all intents and purposes concluded. There will, of course, be a preseason game on Friday as we uh, stream this live on a Thursday afternoon. So pending the results of that. Uh, we'll we'll have a conversation about the players who we feel like they've helped their stock the most and players who we feel like have done themselves the most harm from the start of training camp to the end of it. We'll quickly r- remind you that the podcast is presented by RelaxTheBack. the Back, hashtag We Got Your Back Nashville, your one-stop shop for your back support needs, whether it's mattresses, office chairs, standing desks, and everything in between, relaxtheback.com will get you covered. And, of course, Two Rivers Ford, the best car buying experience possible, 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. Uh, so, Teresa, they'll have a walkthrough today, uh, or I'm sure have had a walkthrough by this point in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, they'll have the preseason finale on Friday. Their quarterback plan, you know, as yet we're unaware of it, though it seems like things with Will Levis are trending positively. Uh, in that direction, I-, I wonder how between the two quarterbacks, who you think needs this opportunity more? Let us.
1: I mean, it- it's very simple. I mean, this is a guy who uh, he alternated ser- every other series, uh, you know, every t- every other every two series in the preseason opener with Willis. Then he uh, hurt the quad, uh, it appears, uh, according to his old offense coordinator at Kentucky, uh, in the joint practices with Minnesota. So he didn't see the the field in the game in Minnesota. Uh, He missed a couple of practices once they got back to Tennessee. So it's like, uh, I, I mean, let's be honest. We all want to see what Will Levis has. This is the guy that... You know they traded up to get the 33rd pick overall. We've seen Will Levis start games, not just uh, this year but last year. Uh, you know we've seen the improvement. We you know I, it feels like the window, the ceiling rather, for Levis is higher than Malik Willis at this point. But we don't know that. And honestly, I mean, I put me in the category of I don't need to see Ryan Tannehill. Put him, DeAndre Hopkins. Derrick Henry in bubble wrap until season, you know September 10th when they open the season at New Orleans. I want to see Will Levis. I want to see how he handles starting a game, how he handles working behind. I'd like to see him work a series or two behind the starting offensive line. And then I'd like to see him work with the other guys. Uh, Malik Willis has been around. I want to see Levis. This is the guy who, let's not forget, if he had come out uh, in the same draft as Malik Willis, he may have been the first guy taken allegedly, yeah. reportedly, possibly by, you know, so I want to see what he's done and and how he's improved because, you know, going into the, you know, break between offseason program and training camp, he had a he had a big gap to make up and play catch up with. And it looked like he did that over the week before he got hurt. And, you know, yesterday being in the bubble, him back at practice, that was nice. Wasn't enough. I want to see more.
0: I'm sure Titans fans, for the most part, feel the same way. And, you know, we we had the discussion about Tannehill in the preseason today on the radio show. And, and I understand that about half the league has played their starting quarterbacks in preseason. I just don't think that a guy who's been in 145 career games, Teresa, needs a drive in a preseason game. It's not going to turn him into Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen uh, to accomplish whatever rust he needs to knock off. He's been practicing just fine. He's been practicing with the first-team offense if they use September as their preseason as opposed to August for the first team, I'm I'm completely comfortable with that, especially, as you've said, given the unique situation behind Ryan Tannehill right now, where these dudes just need opportunities to play and basically won't get them after Friday's preseason action concludes. There's not going to be first-team reps or consequential team reps to go around. The rosters will be cut down. The backup quarterbacks will be relegated to – uh, practice squad roles for lack of a better term not practice squad specifically but they will be out there with the scout team roles rather and Ryan Tannehill will proceed forward as this as this year's starting quarterback and that will be about that until such time unfortunately or, or for whatever cases he has to miss time due to injury or otherwise god forbid but I think with Levis it's still it still feels like It feels like Malik Willis has a place on this roster just because Levis has been unavailable for about a week and a half now, uh, Teresa, because the improvement with Willis is not such that I feel like if he were to play, if he were to have to play for whatever circumstance, it would probably be an improved experience from what 2022 was, but I don't think it would be much, much further improved to the level of of a replacement level player in the NFL.
1: Uh, agreed. I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, I I do think that they would trust uh, Willis to throw the ball more than once in the second half, like they did of his first start uh, in Houston, where they literally rolled you know rode Derrick Henry's back yet again against the Texans. Um. And and you know, but after his performance in Kansas City, where he had a ball drop by a guy who's no longer on that roster, um, you know, he seemed to kind of regress a bit. Now this year, he you know. Mike Vrabel has talked about the glaring improvement. That's fine. But let's be honest. We need to, we need to see the options because he had the start. We saw some balls that, you know, you know, we saw some decision-making. It still seems like he's got areas of growth to make. I want to see Levis. I want to see what he's done to grow, improve what he's done behind the scenes in those walkthroughs because he should be, we got to test him. And there's no better place to test him before the season opener than in this game tomorrow night. Because again, what do you, do you really want to see him, you know, have to take a snap and start a game or, you know, uh, in September, October, November, December. I mean, my God, after what this team went through last year, starting Josh jobs in December, trying in January in Jacksonville, trying to get a playoff berth, a third straight division title, no one wants to see that again. You want to have a known quantity. And the only way to do that is by putting him under center Friday night at Nissan Stadium in a game that, while it honestly doesn't count, it does count because you want to see that pressure situation where he can be tackled. That's the difference between training camp and practice is he can be tackled tomorrow night. And that's where those quote, like bullets can be you know, best simulated before the season.
0: Well, those those two sacks that he took against the Bears, Teresa, he just doesn't have a feel for pressure. Uh, and that was a criticism of of him in college, right? Like that was, that was something that was with him at Kentucky. But the only way, I mean, to your, to your point, the only way to improve upon that or to gain a better feel if he's capable of doing so is for him to rep it out.
1: Exactly and that's the thing you you know we were all worried you know it's like oh well he, he played well when he had all those NFL drafted linemen last year he was hurt uh, he was trying to do more with less there were all sorts of excuses right but what we need to see is now that he's had those bullet you know, the live bullets uh, you know the, the the ability to be tackled and sacked, what has he done to is that internal clock speeding up, you know, has he improved and yes, there should be improvement over these last couple of weeks, even with him just standing, watching practice on, on uh, Tuesday, when they did that inter squad squirmage. you know, he was on the field on, on God, what today's Thursday, yesterday was Wednesday. So yes, where has he improved? There should be some ability to see him have improved, uh, even with him just watching practices, taking the mental reps, quote unquote. Uh, so I, I want to see Will Levis. I mean, we know what we've seen in Malik Willis. I, there's there's a known quantity factor to Malik Willis. Sorry, we don't have that yet with Will Levis. And and aside from his you know lifetime deal with Hellman's mayonnaise. Yikes. Uh, I guess if you want to put that on your hamburgers, he told us that he only did that in the coffee for a joke. But I want to see how he handles guys who are desperately trying to earn jobs tomorrow night and how he reacts to that pressure because it's different from what he has faced to this point.
0: Agreed. And I, I'm glad that you brought up Malik Willis as a known commodity, uh, Teresa, because I, it's not just this podcast that I do. I do another one with Greg Cosell on a weekly basis and I thought Greg's analysis, I'm going to play play a clip of it for, the, for you and for the audience here in just a second. I thought Greg's analysis of Malik from one preseason game to the next was pretty telling, and I'd like to get your reaction on that here in just a second right after I remind the audience that the podcast, the 615 Sessions podcast, is made possible by Relax the Back. Relaxtheback.com is where you go for unmatched relaxation from the comfort of your home. It helps you embrace wellness to improve your sleep, mattresses, pillows, uh, chairs for your office. As if you're somebody who, like Teresa and I, you sit at a desk chair for many, many hours of a day, writing or researching or things of that nature, standing desks, things to improve your back and your wellness as a result, relaxtheback.com is where you go. So uh, this was Greg Cosell on our podcast yesterday, uh, Teresa, kind of explaining the Devolvement in Malik Willis's game from this Bears preseason game to four quarters in Minnesota. What you what you made of Malik Willis uh, having the opportunity to work through a variety of situations with that full start?
2: You know, and and in some ways, Buck, it's a perfect example of why the preseason is the preseason, and why it's hard to overreact. I mean, obviously, the week before, and I spoke about it. All I do, as you know, is react to what the tape shows you know, I don't make a judgment as to what a guy's career is going to be, particularly a young player. You know, obviously, the week before, Malik Willis clearly looked much more comfortable as a player, Um, just in everything he did. This week, he did not. Now, again, this is not going to be a judgment about what Malik Willis is going to be, you know, next week, the week after, or five years down the road. But this particular week, he did not look comfortable. He did not see things clearly. He turned down a number of throws that were there. Those were the throws to make based on the route concept versus the coverage. And he turned those throws down. He did not throw the ball when he, he had to make those throws. Um, and then there were also some inaccurate throws. I mean, we, we I'm sure, we you know, Titans fans all remember that uh, shot play on the third possession, play-action boot. It was a a post-deep over combination, and he had Westbrook-Kahini wide open on the over route. He had unnecessary movement, which made him hurry himself and be late, and he ended up throwing the ball at Westbrook-Kahini's feet. Those are throws you cannot miss. You don't get those kinds of opportunities that often for a big play. So, you know, this was just a game where you could tell. He just, for whatever reason, he did not – see things clearly i could tell by looking at his head that he just was not looking in the right place a lot uh you know again as i always say i i never know the reason he'd have to tell you and he's not going to nor is nor is the coach nor should they but it just he was not a comfortable player in this particular game yeah
0: and we talked And Vrabel said he didn't like the decision-making with us on Sunday after the fact, right, Teresa? Like, he walked us through that, and he gave us some details about simulations or scenarios that they get to simulate in these preseason games. But he was critical of the the decision-making of Malik throughout the course of it
1: absolutely uh, that you know if you remember that first game when there was a ball that uh, you know he put the the blame on both malik willis and the receiver but he was very clear that you know that's a throw the one to to westbrook kenan is a throw that he's got to make uh you 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 know you don't you know we're, we're hoping that this new offensive scheme from tim Kel- kelly has guys scheme to be wide open or have more room to run and and catch but when you have a receiver in the NFL that, that is, is that wide open, you have to make that throw. That is the mark of being an NFL quarterback. And those guys who cannot make that throw, guess what? They don't stay around the NFL for long. So uh, that's why we need to see, that's why the Titans need to see Will Levis and see what kind of improvement he's made in his decision-making ability and how fast he's getting the ball out. Because again, if anything that, uh, that we've learned over these last two seasons, watching the Tennessee Titans is in like that, somebody can be out and the next guy is up and he better be ready.
0: Yeah, it just – it feels like Malik is is backup by default right now, Teresa, and I think that speaks to your point of just needing to see as much of Levis as humanly possible because I, I don't know that Malik – I don't know that he's a lock to make the roster right now. I feel more confident that they're going to keep three quarterbacks than I think that they're going to keep two. Um, it just feels like there's a, a bit more of a gamble – element in in not protecting yourself from variance that Levis may present even if Willis isn't a, a complete product and we're grading on a, a scale not even of a of a backup quarterback for Malik Willis it feels like when we talk to, talk about him just on the scale that Malik has unto himself because of how developmental he stand or he he projects to be right it it, it seems like we're we're looking at that and saying all right back up because because the other guy can't take it from you yet, not necessarily because you yourself have gone out and, and secured that position.
1: Exactly. And I, I kind of disagree with you with the change in rules this year, you know, for that third quarterback, uh, I'm really curious to see if they do keep uh, that third quarterback or if they make, they cut down on Tuesday when the final deadline, you know, by three o'clock, they got to be at 53. Do they cut a, you know, a quarterback and then maybe go get one of the quarterbacks who's let loose on the uh, out there uh, on the, 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 waiver wire by Wednesday. So uh I don't think it's going to be that easy to tuck somebody on the practice squad and say, yeah, we'll be able to keep them around because if, you know, both of these quarterbacks are young and too young to, you know, that's the risk. Do you do you say, okay, we really like Willis enough. We need to keep him. We think we can get a better one out there. Uh, based on draft position, yes. If you're going to let a quarterback go, I think it's Malik Willis. He was the 86 pick overall last year by the last GM. Will Levis is the guy you traded up this year and took it 33 overall. So if you're cutting a quarterback, it's Willis. So mm-hmm which is why, again, we need to see Levis. So you, if you take and if you're making that decision that we're going to go with two and it's got to be Levis, you've got to see him. That's why I want to see him start tomorrow night's game because you've got to see how he handles preparing as a starter, how he prepare, how he handles the pressure, the, the, the guys that are coming at him, trying to take him down, the decision-making. All of that has to be gauged under the pressure of an actual game, no matter, yes, this does not count. It's an exhibition, but when some big 300 pound guy can knock you to the ground, I need to see how he reacts.
0: Uh, we've got some comments because the show is of course, live stream now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Pastor Raymond Little says, why do we assume Levis is better? Just my opinion appears the media Really pushing for Levis. Well, that's not what Teresa is saying at all. In fact, Teresa is saying quite the opposite. We don't know that Levis is better. That's why she says that's why the 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 line continues to be Teresa, play him. And the idea that pushing for Levis over Willis, it's just it's not, it's not, nobody has any kind of bias or agenda, uh, to the best of my knowledge. It's that we see Malik Willis not improve at a rate that would be that would be sufficient. Should he have to play? Uh, Teresa, I, main, I maintain that while he is improved as a player and has done well to work hard and try and improve himself, and there are areas that you can clearly identify how much progress he's made from year, year to year, that doesn't mean that he's ready should he have to play in an NFL game. And they cannot jeopardize the bottom falling out should, God forbid, something happen to their 35-year-old quarterback coming off of a high ankle sprain uh, surgery.
1: Well exactly and th- and that's the thing it's an unknown quantity we do not have a big enough sample size for Levis, there is a sample size for Willis. He's played games. He's played preseason games, and they've seen him at practices. They've they've got something to measure from last year to this year. We don't have that with with Levis. It's it, it's a minuscule sample size with Levis. You know, he didn't show up until the rookie minicamp in May. That was the middle of May. It is literally August twenty fourth, and he has missed some time because of an injury. So that's why you have to see some of levis so that you can make a more apples to apples or in this case backup quarterback to backup quarterback potential decision from willis to levis and again if they're going with 3 then it's that eases the pressure a tiny bit but not that much because again uh you know we saw last year that one hit and you might be needing that next guy. You know, I'm gonna, I'm flashing back to Jeff Fisher having to yell, "Hey, Rusty!" Uh, but you know, it's like you know, it, it is that quick in the NFL. So they have to know without a doubt what they've gotten, Levis, before the final cutdown decisions. Or you know, when they have to turn in 53 names to the NFL on Tuesday, along with all the guys they're releasing who are hitting the waiver wire. So they have to know something without a doubt by Friday night.
0: And and whether they'll be able to do so it, definitively is the question, right? Because Levis Levis is is the biggest variable in all of this. At least with Malik Willis, there is a sample size. There is you know evidence of progress, even if it's not to the extent not to the extent uh, that you can clearly see. Kenny Hill says, "Then why keep Malik if everybody is so sold on Levis?" Again, you guys are misunderstanding. Nobody is sold on Levis. Nobody is sold on Levis. That is why that Teresa, and I'm sure a lot of people, would advocate to see more of Levis. There is no sold on either of them, and that's the problem. The biggest problem is that you don't know anything definitive about your backup quarterbacks. You have options, and that's a nice place to exist with Ryan Tannehill at this stage of his career. But right now, it's all very, very experimental. Uh, Teresa, before I let you get out of here, and you're good, uh, good as always to join us, who would you say has improved their stock the most from the start of training camp to now, um, you know, we'll see how much Friday does for some of these guys who are on the fringes, but uh, we'll, we'll assume that Friday's results uh, are without Friday's results in hand. Who do you think has improved their stock the most on this roster? Uh,
1: Colton Dowell. Um, and, and possibly because of the, you know, I mean, honestly, let's be honest. Because of the injuries to Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips, you know, he's had, uh, you know, you when guys are out, The other guys get to move up. Uh, To me, he's a younger, uh, cheaper Racy McMath. Uh, Raising McMath has teased us. You know, uh, we've seen him make great catches on the practice field at times, catches that have not translated when he's had opportunities in games. He's also been hurt very much, a lot. So you've got that guy. That's who I think has helped himself the most because he's had a chance to move up the roster a little bit and get some more work with. Uh, you know, instead of being on the third team catching passes from Levis or Willis, he's had a chance to catch some passes from Brian t- Tannehill. So you know. Can he translate that Friday night and do something in game to, to better his stock? Uh, you know, with Kyle Phillips being out, I hate to say it, Mason Kinsey may end up getting a shot early just because, again, that lack of availability. Are they keeping five receivers or six? And I think, the you know, whether they keep two or three quarterbacks helps with that decision as well. So, you know, that's the fun part about putting together this 53-man puzzle uh, decision at one position position, it reflects and and, and impacts everything else across the rest of the the line. Nicholas petit frere his suspension starts Tuesday afternoon. Uh, So, you know, do you keep a guy that you might not otherwise keep because you don't have petit frere So it's going to be, you know, but yeah, I like Colton Dow. I see him making some catches. Uh, Josh Wiley was hurt early in camp. I've started to see him lately. Didn't see him and do some great things the other day. Um, so I'm not sure if he's helped himself or hurt himself. Um, but you know, that's the fun part of this time of the year. Injuries, misplaying time, mixed practice practice time, huge impacts on the decisions that will be made when that roster is cut down on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, somebody notes, uh, Jonathan notes, I hate to say it, quote, uh, Kinsey always getting dunked on. It's not a dunk on. It's just it's the idea that their wa- roster would be in a state where Mason Kinsey has a legitimate chance to make a 53-man roster. And, uh, you know, they need a backup slot but without Kyle Phillips in the picture. It, it seems that he's going to miss um, the, at least the season opener, if not more games beyond that. Traylon Burke's status is far more optimistic, though there's no guarantee that he's available week one. Um I don't, you know, the case for racing with math is a poor one. And I think that, you know, Colton Dowell or if Colton Dowell, Keiris Jackson and and Mason Kinsey are the three, you'd almost think that the coaching staff, if it's just to get by for a couple of weeks is going to go with a player that they know they can trust and they know they can trust Mason Kinsey, which might seem like a joke or might seem counterintuitive to a lot of you, but that that's something that that is not is not without value, and you look around at you know what's happening in San Francisco, and you say, well, uh, Trey Lance is the third overall pick at quarterback, and instead they've gone the complete opposite and started Mister Irrelevant. Why? Because the coaching staff trusts him more and trusts the variance of him uh, or lack thereof more than they do the other guy. So that's that's kind of the play. It, it's a different conversation, but there are parallels from that to the uh, San Francisco quarterback situation.
1: Well, and, and don't forget, folks, that, uh, you know, Rand Carthon is very familiar with Trey Lance. So if you're thinking, ooh, they'll let, you know, one of these guys go and go make a run at Trey Lance, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you you would have, you know, you know, it'll be easier if they end up actually waving Trey Lance next week because then, but then you're in that list of, you know, trying to get up the waiver wire. Uh, you know, if Rand Carthon really loved Trey Lance, he he, he had a chance to not trade up to get Will Levis. And could have maybe made that trade to go get Trey Lance. So it, you know, he knows that quantity very, very well from his time in San Francisco. So that's why I want to see what happens tomorrow night.
0: She's Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. That's where you can read all the great work that she does on the Titans and all the teams in the state of Tennessee. Uh, Teresa, we appreciate your time as always, and I'll see you in the press box on Friday.
1: Good. And you'll